Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I'm, of course, your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One today. For all you Discordians, we got Garrett Thomas on the show. Of course, you can follow Garrett on Twitter at Garrett Thomas, one R, two T's. That's right. Yeah. It's actually, little... it, it's it's crazy because there's actually three T's. There is three T's. You rock to Garrett Thomas. It's very complicated. Yeah. But that's okay. It's not a great email. I, I have to explain it to a lot of people um, that there's three T's right in the middle and then one R and it's a conundrum. So G top. There you go. That's why I should go. Be the Twitter handle, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. Hey, listen, listen, you got to rock with it. We got, we got the one at the end of our handle and it's just as painful. Uh, Geek just dogs me all the time. It's like, you couldn't even get the regular flex network. Now yeah. it was someone that they don't even use it. It is what it is. This is, this is the world we live in. Uh, so thanks for joining. Of course, Brandon isn't here today. Uh, Brandon's actually in Twitter jail right now so uh he's gonna stay off the social medias for a little while but we're here of course to talk about our favorite weekly flex plays for your season-long league so again for those of you new to the program our mantra here is start your studs don't get silly don't get cute because more often than not you're gonna get burned start your studs the players we're talking about here are fringe candidates uh, for your deeper leagues. Maybe you're trying to decide between a wide receiver three or one of those flex plays. And we have some good ones for you this week because there's going to be, it's actually an interesting slate of games. I mean, we're already here. It was week four. I think you're a data guy, Garrett. I, for those of you who follow, you're always tweeting out interesting stats, like most targets within the red zone mm -hmm. uh, within 10 yards, that sort of thing. So it's actionable information on your Twitter. So yeah. I like that you're a data guy. Cause that's, that's, the world that i like to play in as well yeah um, it, it does so it, listen listen after three weeks again it's still very small sample mm -hmm. but it's we're starting to see trends and we're trying to identify trends yep. and that's what those are some of the players we're going to go after so i'm going to plug my nose i'm going to throw it right to you garrett and who is your top flex play of the week for week four my top flex play, man, it's uh, none other than Tyler Lockett. And sadly, I trade this dude in my league this week. Um, but I, I truly believe in what he has done so far. Um, you know, the uh, game total is 48. It's indoors. That's two huge things, right? And 48 is a high total this week. So um, the Lions give up 34 points, uh, fancy points per game at a half PPR rate. That's seventh worst. Um, Lockett's rocking a 26% target share, which... I mean, I guess that's not surprising, but the amount of targets he's getting is is surprising. Um, and the bigger surprise, I'd, I'd say, is Geno Smith, really. Um, he's played super, super well. He's mm -hmm. thrown the ball a lot. And I, like, never even thought that was going to be a thing because of how much Pete Carroll just likes to, you know, pound the ground game. And um, freaking old Pete Carroll, dude, that guy. Um, it's been painful, man. Yeah, he, he's, you know um but uh in that our running back committee is oh god it's so bad but for Lockett I mean Smith he threw 28 passes week 130 last week and 44 last week I'm sorry so 30 the week before last but mm -hmm. um 44 last week that's a huge jump um like 30 percent jump but um on the Detroit side there's no Amon Ra no Sun God as uh Geek would like to say um, you know, Swift's out and Jared Goff is still Jared Goff. I'm sorry. Like he, he's burned me so many times thinking this is going to be it. Like it's going to be the year, I, not maybe not the year, but the week for mm -hmm. sure. He turned me on, um, his skill players to fight him in my opinion. Um, 
I think that turnover floor just moved to a solid one, maybe one and a half with, with golf. Um, and uh, I, I just see Seattle doing better than they, they would have if, you know, even just ASB was in. Um, you know, I, I don't think Swift would be the game changer like both obviously are um, being out. And uh, I would say this also endorses DK Metcalf. So some of you wondering if Metcalf, should I start him? You know, I doubt people have both. But um, yeah, I mean, either one I would start. I have a little more faith in Lockett in PPR formats. Um, but DK is probably going to get more red zone usage. So, yeah, I mean, what we like about Seattle is just the fact that even though they're not as, say, high passing in, as other teams, mm-hmm. it's a very consolidated target share. It's DK Metcalf, it's Tyler Lockett, and and that's pretty much it. I mean, through three weeks, we got DK twenty five percent target share. We got Tyler Lockett at twenty six percent. That's about eight to nine targets each every single week, which that's what we like. And as you kind of noted, like they're running back committee has really not been fantastic at all. I mean, shit, last week, I mean, Richard Penny is still running as the number one guy, but DJ Dallas was getting more carries than Ken Walker. So I feel like they're, they still have an identity crisis Yeah. because for a running team that doesn't know how to run the ball, it's going to be a problem. So leaning on Tyler Lockett, who continues to be the favorite pass target of that one Geno Smith, I think that's a pretty safe, safe player. And yeah. especially for PPR leagues, right? I mean, especially PPR, full PPR. Yeah. 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 I mean, when you're baking on the touchdowns, I think DK is definitely going to be the going to be the guy in terms of the te- the uh, the touchdown usage. But Tyler Lockett, he was the same with Russ. He's just he's he's such a lock. Um, okay, I'm going to get to mine in a sec here, but we got. I'm going to go back real quick. I will say just quickly looking at it, they both have one target in the red zone from the site that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we we keep saying that DK is going to be the red zone guy. I mean. Data-wise, we don't know that, um, but I do agree that Metcalf would be the guy. Just bigger body, and Detroit's Detroit. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, the problem is they run when they're in the red zone. They right? do. And so it's Football. it's 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 low. It's going to be low opportunities in the red zone in general, but, I yeah. mean, if you think about the guy that they should be going after, it should be DK Metcalf. Uh, let's, we got Bradley Roach, who's got a question here. He's saying, will Cordero Patterson play, or should I bench him? Um, it sounds like he's questionable let me pull Um, up the injury report real quick um that gives me a good insight of just practicing and but i've got this up now um cordero he did did log i believe he did log a a limit yeah he did progress and that's always good um i mean obviously should i bench him the my first answer is no if he's in um, unless you get um like a rapaport or shefki tweet saying you know pitch count anything like that. That's when I'm maybe fading, but I mean, obviously it just depends on who you're benching him for. Um, so if you could maybe put that in the chat real quick, but uh, my answer is no, Shane, what about you? Oh, definitely not. Are you kidding me? Yeah. That's how I feel. Absolutely, absolutely not. I mean, listen, so I don't know if you, if you listen to JJ Zacharyson's podcast at all, but generally speaking, when you're drafting one of these round one, so round one running backs, our expected fantasy points per game is between about 16 to 17 fantasy points per game. So far through three weeks, Cordell Patterson is averaging 16.3 fantasy points per game. So he's giving you RB one usage or value versus where you had to draft him. Right. No, he is. If he plays, 
I don't care if it's a knee issue. If he plays, he's going to get the opportunities. Absolutely, I'm starting Cordell Patterson. Unless, again, it's, it's all about who your choices are, but Cordell Patterson, to me, is a, is a lock every single week in every format so far in fantasy football because it is such a crapshoot, frankly, at yeah. the running back position. Um, I got a tough one. I'm going to lob them all up to you, Garrett, because you're the pro. Okay. You're the guy who's rocking the Discord. we got Nick asking us, would you start Wilson? I'm assuming this is Russell Wilson over Jared Goff since his wide receivers, since his wide receivers are healthy. Um, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it could be Zach Wilson. It could be Russell Wilson. I would say probably Russell Wilson. I'm starting over Jared Goff. Zach Wilson. Oh. I don't think I'm going to go there. He's, I believe he's at Pittsburgh. Um, I might be wrong on that, but I mean, just How much the Jets. Game. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, the Jets, I, it's tough to start that over, you know, even Russell Wilson, if he meant Russell Wilson. But yeah. I, I would say Russell Wilson, I would start over golf, but not Zach Wilson. I'd put golf over Zach Wilson. Yeah, Zach Wilson, you're not starting this week. Don't I, start Zach Wilson this unless week. Unless you're in period. a 2 league. I don't, I don't think I'm starting Zach Wilson. Unless, <sighs> even then, I, I would recommend, like, I'm, start, I'm starting Matt Ryan in the league over Zach Wilson, which is not sexy at all. But I just have so many worries. They're going at Pittsburgh, it's a low over under, it's 40 points. Mm -hmm. It's going to be messy, man. That one's going to be a plug your nose kind of game. Um, yeah. Okay, so Bradley's coming back here. He says he has Leonard Fournette as RB1, Patterson as his two, and Jamal Williams in the flex. I like that. And then, yeah, I mean, although he can slide Williams to his RB2 and Drake Lennon to the flex. Who are your wide receivers, Bradley? Because I'm like Drake Lennon at this point is an every week starter. Yeah. Like, he's not benching Drake Lennon. 30% target share, you don't ever bench, ever. So. But uh, that's where I'm just like, yeah, I mean, if, if he's got that, you can make that swap if you feel Cordero is not hobbled, but I wouldn't do it unless it's full PPR. But, I mean, if, if Cordell's in, I, I think I am going to lean on him um, myself. Yeah, so it is, it is Russell Wilson. I mean, the, the truth of the matter is the Denver Broncos, talking about identity crisis, they also have an identity crisis. They don't know what they want to do. It's and no the, pro the problem is, is like you're, you're, you're seeing the inexperience from Nathaniel Hackett with his play calling and it's affecting games. It, it is. is affecting games. They're kicking when they should be throwing. They're throwing it when they should be kicking. Not calling time. Did you see that? Uh, they ran like 30 seconds off the clock before they called timeout or something. No, it down. was brutal. It was so bad. And like, even yeah. I think it, no, it was uh, Eli Manning said they should have paid the punter, not Russell Wilson. I was like, God, they're, they're buddies. I've seen him on the, the, the Manning cast. So it was kind of shocking for him to say that, but he's joking too. So, yeah, I, Listen, we, we could do an entire podcast on who is Russell Wilson and just like he's he's one of the most loved, loved, but also the most hated player in sports right now, I would say, if not the NFL, right? Like, can you think of a more decisive player, divisive player in the NFL right now, Garrett? I can't. Oh, I mean, somebody dropped Russell Wilson in my Superflex League. So, I mean. The hate is real. Listen, yeah. the fact is, though, he does have two very very competent wide receivers is yeah. Jared judy playing this week yeah I, I, I believe he should he be get back um and ready to go yeah and then obviously javante out of the backfield is just a target machine right. right now he's got melvin gordon so the yeah. team around him is still Great. very very solid the broncos are going to be able to turn it around but they need to do it quickly and it really it does start this week uh okay we got bali coming in hot oh god bali this is just dude so so bali's a longtime listener he comes from us from our, our previous show Mm -hmm. I played a few leagues with Bali, brother. Welcome over. Uh, yeah, we got we got Taysom Hill going up against Pat Fryermuth. 
I, I'm still going Pat Fryer. But the thing about Taysom Hill is just the fact that it's a London game. We know that, that Jameis Winston is going to be out. It's going to be Andy Dalton. So you're banking on that goal line oper- or that red zone opportunity. Um, what do you think? This one's tough, Bolly. I uh, I'm I'm fully in the uh, the camp for Fryermuth. He is sixth in targets. He's fifth in target share. Fifth in target rate. Eighth in snap rate. Um, you know, sixteenth in routes ran. Um, has a seventy five percent route participation. I, to me, Fryermuth is easily the the pick. Um, I mean, Kamara's back. He's healthy. I think they're going to rely on him more than Taysom, but. You never know that Taysom turd game could come in and, and take it. From all. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think this one's uh, don't get cute. I think Fryer is the easy play, um, but obviously it might feel gross because Fryer and, and Trubisky isn't world beaters. So, yeah. So, I mean, in terms of uh, like DFS plays, the pros over at our, our, our parent station that the main DFS army channel, mm-hmm. go check it out. Uh, the geeks been putting out a ton of content over there. Yeah. taxes as well i mean they're just they're, they're pumping it out but to me like Taysom hill seems like one of those gpp plays where you lock him into your tight end position you know they're probably going to have about five or six design plays with him under center and you're going to be banking on two touchdowns to really to really destroy that flex or that 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 um that slate yeah. uh bradley's starting oh god cooper cup and michael pittman so yeah i mean that's a tough okay here's a question okay so this is the real question garrett in the but, flex spot are you starting jamal williams cordell patterson or drake london that's tough. That is tough. Um, I mean, you're you're gonna start. Two. Yeah, you're gonna pick two there. Um, to me, Williams is in, and to me, I think if it's a full PPR, I think I do go London. I'm going London. I'm going Patterson London. You're saying Williams in London. I'm going Patterson in London. I don't like the correlation in season long, but that's me. So. That is a good. Uh, that's a good alternative perspective that you are into both of them because they do both carry standalone value, and that's important to bring up when, it, when you talk about correlation and, and season. That's all I care about, man. That's all yeah. I care about. And that I makes care if they're on the same team. That's uh, okay. so we, we do right. agree to disagree. So that's that's a good little. We both have our own little flair on that. There we go. There we go. Okay, let's get back into it. My first flex play of the week. It's got to be Crystal Lave. It's Crystal Lave. We were just talking about the Saints. Michael Thomas is out. He's got the knee issue. And we've all heard it. It's been the buzz of Twitter for like the last two to three weeks where Chris Olave is just an air yards machine. He leads the league, Garrett, with 443 air yards. I let me 47 per game. I'm going to hit you with a question a little bit later, but keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So Winston, of course, he is number three in terms of deep targets per game at 6.7. Andy Dalton last year had a modest 2.5 targets per or deep targets per game. So you worry about that a little bit. Uh, yeah. And you bake into the fact that Chris Olave, although he was not known for it in college, his yards after the catch, he's still going to rock that 4.39 speed. I don't know what's up with Alvin Kamara right now. Alvin Kamara just doesn't look like Kamara. It's Chris Olave. It's going to be Chris Olave season. If he wasn't on your radar before, Crystal Levy is going to be on that radar. To me, right now, when you when you look at that rookie report, it's it's probably between and and let, look, the rookies have been outstanding this season. But to me, it's between Crystal Lave and Drake London as the two top studs of the rookie class this year. And yeah, man, 
London's calling, baby. I think Chris Olave is going to have a massive game. Andy Dalton's going to rely on him. He's going to get the short targets. He's going to get the deep targets. He's going to get probably 10, 11 targets this game. You go after that. I'm going Chris Olave. I love him. I think he's a lock this week. Yeah, I, I, he's pretty close to a lock. My my only question to you, Shane, would be, and this is something I tweeted out, so this is kind of some of the data that I'll, I'll point to during the week, but Olave went from the 2022 leading air yards per attempt QB, which is Winston. Yeah. He has 11.4 air yards per target. Andy Dalton last year had seven air yards per target. You're still, you're oh, still yeah. in 100% confident. The only way that a lobby doesn't pay off this week is if the Saints absolutely laid, lay an egg. Like that's the only yeah. way that they're not going to get. Especially in CPR, I would fully wouldn't even hesitate either. So, but I what's do. Of, yeah, what's the status in Jarvis Landry? Let's see. I got their Saints injury report up. Let's see. Landry, DNP, LP, LP. I imagine he's going to play. Right. So he's probably going to play. That's the only thing that worries me in terms of the target share. I mean, you look at here. Landry's at 17%. Michael Thomas is at 20 Chris Olave, yeah. the rookie. Chris Olave is at 26%. I understand. That is a quarterback. Different quarterback. Too. Just, I'm sorry? I don't think we we mentioned Michael Thomas being out in this analysis. I didn't know that. I, I did mention it at the start of the I'll shut yeah. up. Yeah, no, no. So, so Michael Thomas is out. Again, Michael Thomas is out. Okay, the ghost, the corpse, that is Michael Thomas. Who's producing? I was off Michael Thomas this year. I'm not taking the L yet. He's still hurt. He's still He's old. Kind of healthy. He is Chris yeah. Olave, Locke. And, and Jen, thank you for tuning in, Jen. I also played Waddle this week going up against Matt. That's, that's our tough. guy, Matt. That that's hurts. Tough. That's life, though. Okay, we got one, another one from Bali. Half PPR. He needs two. Okay. Cam Akers, Kareem Hunt, Curtis Samuel, and Devonta Smith. Um. So who's the first one? These, this is an easy. Thing is easy end for me, and then yeah. Smith probably. Um, mm-hmm. but half PPR makes me lean a little bit towards Hunt against Atlanta, but they actually are decent against the run, um, Atlanta. So that kind of that's a toss up there. But I think, I think I'm going to lean Smith because he I'm had going Samuel and Smith too. Work. I'm yeah. going Samuel Smith as well. That, that's 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 a good one. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this is a good. Op- How do you feel about the whole Rams running back situation in general? Last week we saw for the first time Akers got more opportunities than Daryl Henderson. Yeah. I don't like either of these guys. I'm not no, confident I, starting either of them because you're going to get it wrong. That's how it feels because their snap share is pretty similar. And I know somebody mm-hmm. got a, a little upset with me in the Discord last week because I, I, I said you know. Hindi was was getting the opportunities, but they're you know the snap share was about 55-45, Hindi getting the 55. And then last week we really saw a shift where Akers got more snaps, a little bit more, and then we also saw Akers get way more volume, right? Than than Hindi. So at this point, you're playing variance ping pong. Um, I mean, you mm-hmm. you guess right, don't get me wrong, you have 50-50 chance. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I'm doing that dance in season long. I'm doing that dance in a G, GPP tournament and DFS. That's that's and even then, I'm not doing that in a single entry. Um, I'm doing that like in a multi-entry contest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. It's it's tough, man. I, I'm in a half PPR league and I got both those guys on my bench, and I'm not starting either of them. 
Yeah, I, I was I was in the camp of fading uh, Acres and drafting Henderson, and I got him in seventy five percent of my uh, wow. season long leagues, uh, redraft yeah. leagues, and uh, I was very happy week one, very happy week two, and a little bit queasy after seeing the usage. And then week three was when I was like, uh, yeah, well, this could be, you know, this is fine because Handy costs nothing to draft, so you know, it's not the end of the world. Uh, Geek and I have a bet where if Allen Robinson finishes wide receiver 23 or better. Mm-hmm. The geek wins. If he finishes lower, I win. How are we looking so far? The thing about A-Rob is they aren't connecting. Like the I don't know what the catch rate is right off the top of my head, but I don't think it's pretty. There's something off there. It's gotten better. Um, he's getting red zone looks, which makes me say that he could easily finish over the 27 still. Um, but I mean, he's not connecting well. Um, and then obviously they're running through cup. Um, and surprisingly Higby is been, uh, been good. Yeah. I mean, target hog for tight end sake last week, not so much. Um, but uh, weird division game, those division games always get weird. Um, so, uh, I think he's got, a, I think it's still 50, 50 either way. Um, I do lean, I'm a lean 51 that he's going to figure out and finish over 27, but I do understand if you are a fader on him. So. We got Dickinson coming in hot saying Ben Skoranek is a wide receiver too in LA. I agree with you, Mike. I, I agree watch, with you, brother. I watched the replay and I'm like, who who is this? Who swore, swore, swore. And then I looked at the targets. I'm like, oh, okay. He's he's somebody. Like I you do have to pay attention to him. And that is more of a deep, deep league sleeper kind of pick. So I I I'm not gonna say he's wrong because you don't know at this point with A Rod struggles. So- so, so Mike, of course, is, is one of my fellow co-hosts, and he likes to get dirty. He likes to get deep. Ben Skoranek. I have him on a few of my dynasty teams because of Mike. No, so, dynasty. He's worth the he's worth the stash. Yeah. It's great. He's it's getting looks. He's getting place called towards his way. All right, okay, Kevin. We got a Kevin question from Kevin. Kevin, we'll get you in a sec here, but uh, let, Garrett, let's let's get back on track here. Give me your second flex play because it's a player we already talked about. Yeah, and Kevin, I think you're gonna like this one because we we talked about. Olave um, already. And I think we're about to kind of get to, to your other guy, Bateman there, but I, Bateman's my second flex play of the week. Um, I'm sorry. Actually, let's back this up. No, I'll, let's talk about Bateman. We can talk, yeah, about Bateman. talk about Bateman. You're right. I got one more um, that I skipped over, but That's we right. got uh, Bateman. You know, I like Bateman a lot this week um, over Olave. That could be tough, but I could also see it going either way. But um, to me, Bateman's, he's a play, right? He's got the highest game total on the slate with 51. Um, that could be a little light rain. Um, monitor this week. We need to monitor weather a lot, guys, um, in your season-long DFS, anything. So uh, we have a Discord channel for that, dedicated for that. So be sure in, to be in that, you know, um, that weather channel. But there could be a little light rain. I'm, light rain doesn't scare me off, especially for someone like Josh Allen. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, Lamar Jackson, but there will be points scored this game. Um, I, I do believe that. And, um, you know, Bateman's this so far, he's not been anybody who's just great um, as far as just fully confident. You can start him every week. Um, but in an up-tempo opportunity, he absolutely is someone I'm confident in starting. He can be t- uh, touchdown dependent, but game total is 51. That's easily the highest on the slate right now. Um, so there should be no shortage of points there. He's fourth in average depth of target. He has a 19.3% target share, and he's 14th in deep targets. So he does get some fancy relevant looks um, and some opportunities. So that's important against you know someone like Buffalo who can you know shut down 
players like um, Mark Andrews, you know, and, and things of that nature. Um, he has a low floor compared to the three top flex plays. I'm going to, he's, he has a higher floor than my deep flex play, but I do argue outside of Lockett, he has the highest ceiling of my group. Um, so I think Olave does have a higher ceiling, uh, Kevin, just to kind of go back to your question. I think, I think I might start Olave over Bateman. What about you, Shane? I'm, I'm starting to love it over Bateman. Yeah. yeah. No, I am. And it's close. Listen, Bateman, I love. I do love. Uh, I I have a ton of Bateman in Dynasty, and, and, and I'm starting him in most of my leagues, except for where I'm super deep at wide receiver. But Olave this week, man, I think he's going to smash. I really do. It, this is going to be, if, if he hasn't broken out already in, in the NFL world, this is going to be the week. It's in okay. London. The only thing that scares me, of course, is just that that London early game. We, we've we've generally seen kind of just honestly trash games from London, but we've gotten a few. We've gotten a few good ones. So what was that? I think unders have hit on the London games, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, I would generally speaking, you're gonna want to you're gonna want to bet the under, but I would say Alave is for the upside. I like Bateman, but he's still you talk about he's got a high target share, but he's still not getting a ton of targets a game. Right. When, when you compare it to Alave, right? And yes. so Alave in, in a PPR league is probably a safer floor. Yes, Bateman. We've seen if the the massive plays, but if he's only getting five six targets a week, then it, it's it's really hard to pay off. He needs to be hyper efficient. We saw it just last week when he's not hyper efficient, he doesn't get the production, and that worries me. But he did, um, he did drop a. Cl- I don't know if it was a touchdown pass, but it was like going to be on the one or two at worst. So I mean, or Lamar just missed him one of the two. But yeah, he's yeah. five seven and four respectively target wise week uh, week over week. Um, okay, the other question he had is Patterson, Jones, or Williams. Is that Aaron Jones? Because if that's Aaron Jones, like you're, you're you're starting Aaron Jones every single week. You're not questioning it. You're not thinking about it, Kevin. And this is this is a week I could smell Jones going off. A real gross game against oh, yeah. with no quarterback. Some turnovers sure. in short fields. Yeah, so he says it is Aaron Jones. So you're starting Aaron Jones. So again, the question comes back to Cordell Patterson or Jamal Williams. I chose Patterson. Garrett's cho- choosing Jamal Williams, so it's it's a it, that one's tight. It is that, that I tight. I'm conflicted either way uh, on that one. But Patterson unhealthy in the past, I don't I don't think he's been great. But Williams without Swift has not been great. He's actually lost points per game. Um, I think it was Dave Kluge who tweeted yeah. that, um, and I think it went from like 11.4 to like 9.3 PPR points average per game for Williams without Swift. So that's a very interesting. Um, really inverse of what the narrative is, which is he's going to yeah. do that. Yeah. So if I, in my season long leagues, depending on obviously on your options, I'm probably going to start Jamal Williams if I have him. Yeah. But I would fade him in DFS. That's just me. I know that in some of our other shows that we've suggested eating that chalk. I personally, I don't trust it. I don't like it. <laughs> he's uh, we saw for sure. Yeah, and, and first price exactly. You're not getting that discount. They they priced him up for for. You know, I think on both sides they price him up because he's been getting red zone looks. Like I, that's he's got standalone value in season long. Like keep him, don't drop him, hold him because he's easily getting tons of goal line carries compared to some of these other guys. And that could be a small sample size in three games. Things change, but through this, yeah, he's got standalone value. And then yeah, in DFS, I think I am in the camp. I'm gonna fade him in any tournament GPP I'm playing in. That sounds good. Okay, we're going to get to one more here, then we'll jump to my next flex play. So we got Harry coming in, asking in a full PPR. He needs to start two. He's got Hollywood Brown, 
This one's going to be tough. TMC or Curtis Samuel, Brandon Cooks, or Romeo Dubs. I think I know who I'm going with. Now, so the one thing about Hollywood Brown, he did crop up on the injury report with the foot late, late in the week, which right. worries me. So yep. keep an eye on that. But AJ yep. Green has already been ruled out. My guy, Greg Dorch, baby. Greg Dorch, Greg Dorch, Greg Dorch. Playing in the slot. But, but Hollywood Brown, man, I think he got something like 17 targets last week. If Hollywood is healthy, you're starting Hollywood. I don't care how injured he is. He might not have the explosiveness, but if you're starting him, he's going to get targets and he might get 17 targets. So you're going to stick with him. To me, I'm going Hollywood and I'm going Brandon Cooks because Curtis Samuel and TMC, tough to predict. It's gotten to the point where I'm almost starting Curtis Samuel over TMC, which is nasty. Romeo Dubs, I like the fact that he's progressed as Aaron Rodgers' number one wide receiver, but Christian Watson could be back this week. I'm still probably going to lean Brandon Cooks. He's just Mr. Reliable. What about you? you know, Brandon, Brandon Cooks has been disappointing for me. Um, he, Davis Mills has been a little bit disappointing. I thought he'd be a little bit yeah. better. I was I was somebody who backed him up um, at Houston. Um, thought he could be a real, you know, top 18 guy, right? Not, nothing in the top 12, but just really show up and, and compared to his ADP. Um, he's not throwing catchable balls to, to Cooks. And um, I actually, when I traded uh, Tyler Lockett to my, uh, buddy that was he kind of was like well my i don't see starting Lockett over some of my receivers and i was able to convince him Lockett was better just in a season-long sense in a full ppr than cooks has been than even mike williams has been um mike williams has is missing allen this week so he is a good opportunity for that but yeah it's just one of those deals where um you know I think looking at that question, I'm going to go Curtis Samuel in Hollywood. Um, okay. Personally, I, I absolutely love Curtis Samuel, um, especially in DFS. He's, like Geek says, a cheat code. Um, you know, there he you gets – so that's how I'm going. Um, so Cooks is uh, – I think Cooks week is this week potentially, but he's been just okay this year. He's not been – that. he's getting consistent targets. That's, the, that's okay. what matters. But Running Cooks. For those Houston Texans, he's got a 28% target share, which is elite. We talk about 20, anything north of 25 is considered elite. That's 10 targets per game. Now, when you look at his fantasy points per game, he's at 9.6, which is not good. It's not good. But when you look at his expected fantasy points, he's missing out in about five and a half points. That's So he's yeah. expected to get between 14 to 16 fantasy points per week. Now, obviously, again, you go back to the, the Davis Mills corollary that worries you, but He's still going to be the focal point of the offense. He's yes, still going to be a target machine. And especially in PPR leagues, I am more comfortable starting Brendan Cooks over Curtis Samuel. But honestly, you could start TMC Samuel or Cooks. Those would be my – in order, I'd go Hollywood number one, Brendan mm-hmm. Cooks, Curtis Samuel, TMC dubs in that order. You obviously have Samuel above Cooks. I'm cool with that. Um, rest in peace, Terry, Terry uh, McLaurin, because it's just – it's sad. It's sad. And part of it's okay. Curtis Samuel. Like that was some people were expecting that from Samuel last year, had the groin injury, and then this year it's coming to fruition. So exactly. Okay, I'm gonna go my next pick here, Peyton. We're gonna get to you in a second here, but I think we gotta go with DJ Chark this week. Amara St. Brown is out. Yep. DeAndre Swift is out. Those yep. were two of the highest target leaders on the team. I understand that Chark coming in is only around a 16% target share. But St. Brown was garnering 30% of those targets. And while DJ Shark might be considered a fake alpha, right? So he he probably does project better as a wide receiver too. Josh Reynolds, who, Peyton, I'm not starting Josh Reynolds over A.J. Dillon. I'm starting A.J. Dillon. 
they obviously could both produce this week. But to me, when you just look at the talent, I'm going to go DJ Chark over Josh Reynolds. And Gary, you know, we're going back and forth and just our, our personal chat, like whether or not DJ Chark is a trap this week. For the same reasons that I worry a little bit about Jamal Williams, I, I do worry about DJ Chark. There's obviously that, that golf factor, which I mean, listen, they're, they're gonna throw they're gonna throw the ball, and the Lions this week are going up against Seattle, and somehow they're actually tied for the second highest over under on the slate. So, so Vegas likes something about this game, maybe because both defenses suck. Yeah, that's I think true. It's gonna be that's gonna be high scoring, but I think DJ Chark at this point, listen. I, I, I have him on my bench in, in just one league. And every single week is a tough decision. Do I want to flex him over, say, like a Chase Claypool type player? And every week it seems like I'm getting it wrong. But I would have confidence this week with DJ Chark. He's going to get probably at least eight targets this week. You hope that he gets something done. Last week when he did absolutely – when he stunk it up, I think he got to zero last week. Goff overthrew him just a little bit, and he was wide open for a touchdown. So that zero could have been an easy 10, 11 points on – a low target share. So he's got that explosive upside. He's got the speed. I think DJ Chark, if you have that tough flex position or flex decision now in 0.5 PPR, I, I do like uh Chark to get in the end zone more than just a, a pure PPR play. Mm-hmm. So I like him more in say a 0.5 PPR league or even the dreaded standard league versus a full PPR. But like, I mean, it's at the point now, like you say, you've got Keenan Allen. So you've got Amon Ra. These are these are tough decisions you have to make. You know, there's probably people who are missing Allen and Amon Ra this week. That's that's a draft, you know, selection you could have made. Yeah. Um, okay, so Nick's coming in hot with another trade question. Would you change trade James Robinson? Um, okay, so Nick, these are honestly really, really tough questions about who would you trade James Robinson? I mean, honestly, probably not. Because yeah. the RB yeah. landscape is such a disaster right now, and what w- RB would you target? So I mean, it's this is a really tough question because you're basically saying, do you want to trade James Robinson? Probably pair him with another player to upgrade him to say like an Aaron Jones or somebody like that. Yeah, I mean if you can do that, definitely do it because I am pro Travis Etienne. I think good days are still ahead for Travis Etienne, which means it's probably going to eat into the James Robinson production but so far he looks amazing like james robinson my god like just like congratulations yeah, I, it's it's unfreaking believable um yeah. I, I throughout this off season even last year even you know the narratives you can't come back from achilles and i mean dude he looks good when i watch him on replays and stuff you know it's just yeah mind-blowing he looks so. explosive, and he's he's one of the reasons that the Jags are doing so well is because they've actually got a good running game. Which again, a lot of teams right now can't get their running game going. So James Robinson early in the season, it all depends on who you can get for him. Now, if you are say, I'm guessing if you have James Robinson, you either got him on the waiver wire or you got him deep, which means you probably have two stud running backs or yeah. supposed yeah. stud That's running backs. To trade him is because how free you kind of got him probably. Yeah, and then here's the thing: teams are out there that are probably hungry for running back. So if you, if you can say change trade James Robinson and get a solid wide receiver to return that, like to me, trading a position player for a lateral position player, it doesn't make any sense. You might as well stick with your guy. I, I tend to be a little bit more um, risk averse when it comes to doing trades, when it seems like an even value. If it looks even, I keep my guy. That's just generally my approach. If you can pair up James Robinson with, with another player and, and upgrade, 
to say like an Aaron Jones, yeah, I would do that. But without knowing what your options are, also just this is just in general, it's a general statement for trades. Okay, it's really hard for you to say I want to trade this player without knowing what your league mates are going to do. Right? Sure. You need to go and if you want to trade this player away because you have other assets at the running back position. Look at the individual teams in your league. If you're in sleeper, it's really easy to do that, right? Because you can yeah. just look up the trade matrix. And you can look at all the different teams and look at the teams that are weak at running back. Maybe they're deeper at wide receiver. Or maybe you can do, I don't know, like get a, a, a reasonable running back in. return and yeah. upgrade Kelsey position. Something like that. Those guys are yeah. Yeah. way so, yeah. above any tight end right now. Way exactly. above. Yeah. So trades are hard to do in fantasy football. You mm -hmm. have to put a little bit of work into it. You have to mine your, mine your league. And... The deeper the league it is, I would say maybe hang on to James Robinson because the running back position is crappy right now. Yeah. Uh, another hot one here before I give you my next play. Actually, no, it's, it's, you're coming up next. Kyle Pisser, David Njoku. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> this is what this is the tight end landscape, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and of course, Njoku, I don't think he did anything until last week. So it's just like... Ugh. He had a career... Not just a, like a, a good week for the season, a career week last week. The yeah. chances that he repeats that is very, very slim. Yeah. He uh, 10 targets, nine receptions, so a 90% catch rate, 89 air yards, 23.9 fancy points. His best career game ever, Garrett. Officially ever. Like for the Literally rest of the ever. Like I'm not going to lie. Maybe once Watson comes back, he'll be better. Yeah. So. Um, I don't know. I, I generally would probably still lean Kyle Pitts here, but honestly, yeah, Kyle man. Pitts has been disappointing. So He's been bad. Kyle Pitts is definitively in that three for 30. You're banking on the touchdown type play. Now, if you're in a uh, tight end premium type league, Kevin, let us know. Then probably Kyle Pitts I would lean. But David and Joku, man, it's this one's tough. This one's actually very, very tough to me. I'm still probably playing Kyle Pitts because there's a reason you drafted him. The talent is there. That's a third, fourth round pick, probably. Like, yeah. that's to sit. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, I get Pitts has been struggling this year. Yeah. David Njoku had one good game. You know, I mean, Pitts has been struggling, but, like, let's just bring this down a notch, too. He got seven targets week one against New Orleans. That's a good defense, right? He faced the Rams week two, another good defense. He got three targets, one red zone. He has Marcus Mariota. That was on the road. Last week against Seattle, not a great defense, right? Um, he got eight targets. Um, five receptions, and you know he, he did come out with thirteen point seven fantasy points, which probably less than what you drafted him for. But it's just tough um, mm -hmm. to fit Kyle Pitts for David and Joku. Uh, that's tough to do. It takes balls, man. It, that's the thing. If you got him, let him hang, man. Let him hang. Yeah, there you go. So uh, listen, we don't hate the idea if you want to start David and Joku, but keep in mind that he could also give you yeah. four points this week. Yeah, it's but Kyle good. Pitts could also equally give you four points this week. <laughs> yeah, this, tough he, decision, brother. He's got 3.9, 3.9 in the first two weeks for Pitts. So yeah, exactly. All right, brother, give me a third flex play for the week. Um, we've been talking about him all day, man. Curtis Samuel. Um, you know, he's facing Dallas Cowboys. I think, you know, he's a he's a guy who moves around more, so I'm not too worried about, you know, say uh a digs being on him, something like that. Um, you know, uh the Dallas defense getting pressure to Wentz scares me more than anything, um, personally. So if that happens, you know, that's the way the, the play blows up. But yeah. all that said, Curtis Samuel, you know, it's a 41 and a half game total, not great, but 
You know, he's 11th in the NFL in targets, which a lot of people probably don't know. He's 23.6 target share, which is a little low, um, but they throw the ball a lot. So that's you can kind of be OK with that. Um, 94 percent route participation. So he's, he's running routes when he's out there. Um, he's seen double digit targets in two or three games. The one game he didn't, he had nine targets. Um, then he's gotten groundwork too, right? So you're, you're getting a little, uh, what Debo Samuel light, right? He's got eight attempts and he's carrying a 6.4 yards per carry. Um, so you get that as well. And he's gotten, he's gotten a few red zone targets. I think it was three when I was looking at it. Not, not, a ton, but that's one a week. And then he's also gotten a red zone run before. So, I mean, you do have that upside of potentially getting the ball and running it in. Um, I love Curtis Samuel. I freaking love this dude in DFS. I don't get it. People don't, don't play him. And he's almost cheap. Like he's super, super cheap and he doesn't need First to do production pay off. Um, so uh, he's a, to me, he's a cash game kind of guy um, that yeah. you look for cheap, and gets a ton of work and then does get on you know, Fandle. You want, you know, touchdown guys. He's getting looks to get touchdowns too. So I love Curtis Samuel this week. Um, rest of season, frankly. Um, I don't know if I'm going to put him over Teddy McLaurin yet, but it's, it's feeling that way. I would say. Yeah. When you look at just the general chemistry, it's, it's Curtis Samuel over, over TMC. Unfortunately, I mean, you talked about it's only 23% target share, but that's still 10 targets a game because the commanders are they throwing so often. Yeah, and then then you add on three or four rush attempts for every single game. It's he's one of the things we like to look at is actual fantasy points versus expected. Mm-hmm. And Curtis Samuel is close to the lead league at eighteen point four fantasy points per game. That's actually right on his expected fantasy points, I, meaning I, that based on his usage, he's getting he's scoring how he should. So he's not tight end dependent or he's not touchdown dependent. As long as they continue to use him, which there's no reason why they wouldn't, it's working. Then yes. Now the one thing I will I will I'm very curious about mm-hmm. Brian Robinson. He's missed the first month. He's probably going to miss a few more weeks when he comes back. And it's Antonio Gibson, J.D. McKissick, and Brian Robinson in that backfield. I wonder what the Curtis Samuel usage is going to be. Is he going to continue to get those three or four rush attempts per week? I mean, I would probably say yes because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, right now Curtis Samuel, if you have him on your team. He's pretty much a locked and loaded starter every single week. Like I'm not benching Curtis Samuel. I mean, unless obviously, I mean, somebody's a clear tier above, you know. But yeah, I'm with you. I sat. I think I have this little uh, AI that'll kind of tell me, you know, based on uh, consensus rankings where my lineups are at. Should I start somebody else over the other person? Yeah. And pretty much every lineup, the consensus rankings uh, have DJ Moore. I have, I think, fifty percent DJ Moore in my season long redraft. So all the those I'm sorry, things, I'm yeah, sorry, Garrett. I'm sorry. I appreciate that. I'm, yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, the the all of them are saying Curtis Samuel is is not the start. DJ Moore is. And I'm just like, guys, come on, like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, that needs. No, you, it's Curtis Samuel definitely over DJ Moore. Something like that for sure. You're not sitting him for a DJ Moore. Oh. Uh, you know, at this point, if you Although, have up to Mooney, you know, I'm not sitting in for that. Nothing like that. Did you oh no Darnell Mooney? You can't start him until you see it at least twice. Uh, <laughs> did you see that interview of DJ Moore this week when they were asking about like, well, why, why aren't you as productive this this year? That I mean, he was basically far, saying right? that that Baker Mayfield isn't an NFL quarterback or isn't willing to throw into NFL windows, which is I true. get it, which is a fact, which is fact. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's tough, man. It's DJ Moore. He's he's 
Yeah. Wide receiver three. In the NFL, man, how are you going to tell your, your your receivers to get open, right? Like that's like telling yeah. a pitcher to go throw strikes. Like go fuck yourself. And we figured this out on our own. Like you know, even a half yard separation in the NFL, that's enough. And Baker can't make yeah. that throw, and that's yeah. fine. That is who he is. And you know, Matt Rule is had his third, you know, second string quarterback as a starter. So I mean, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. Bronco plays. Would you trade James Conner and Cordell Patterson for Sutton and Fournette in a standard league? Connor. I'm probably not doing this. I'm probably James Conner and Cordell Patterson is that, for is that Portland. What? Yeah, so it's it's on yeah. the screen there. James okay. Conner, Cordell Patterson for Cortland Sutton and Leonard Fournette in a standard league. If this was PPR, I would definitely consider it. In a standard league, I'm not doing it. I mean, the it. Denver Broncos can't get the ball in the end zone. I mean, if it does, a lot of time it goes to Sutton or one of the running backs, but uh, Connor's a focal point, like no problem. He has some injury issues, but he, when he's playing, he's getting looks and he's getting touches. And I think Kingsbury said he wants to involve him more. Um, Patterson, we already had that conversation. I'm not going to rehash that. Um, Fournette, I like, I like both Sutton and Fournette for standard leagues. I'm sticking with Connor and Patterson. Yeah. I mean, it also comes down to just that, that, um, the fact that in, in standard leagues, running backs are more valuable than they are in PPR leagues, right? Just because there's more options at wide receiver. And you got to stick with those guys. Those guys are end zone. You, you, you're going for touchdowns in your standard league. And Connor and Patterson are both high candidates for touchdowns. Obviously, we love Leonard Fournette. He's a stud. But I, I'm probably – we talked about earlier in the show, if it's an even trade, I'm sticking with my guys. This is an even trade. It's it's a fair trade. I could see why you would want to do it, but I'm not confident starting Cortland Sutton every single week, just because there's a lot of variance there. So I'm sticking with my guys. Uh, we got a quick one from Jen. Jen, 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 Jen. Start your studs, okay? So we're starting Mike Evans over Chris Olave. I'm oh. sorry. I know you started Jalen Waddle. Sorry, you're starting Mike Evans. Starting Mike Evans. My my, my, uh, my pops wanted to drop Mike Evans this week. Um, and he's 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 one of those family league guys doesn't doesn't do too yeah. much anything like that and that's not to speak to Jen or anything like that but I mean the I'm I'm only saying this because Mike Evans the hate's kind of real and that's unfortunately who you drafted with Mike Evans you're gonna get a boom bust um, in a PPR he's got a floor but outside of full PPR I mean he can boom bust pretty much every week. So. The thing is, is Mike Evans missed last week because of the suspension. He didn't miss it because right. of an injury. That's correct. And Chris Godwin's still hurt. He's not playing. Uh, he so could. He might, but I don't eh, think so. I doubt it. I doubt it. I doubt it. Mike Somebody Evans is the guy. I picked him up. So I'm sorry. What was that? Somebody dropped Godwin in my league, and I picked him up for – I had to drop Lazard for him, which hurt, but yeah, easy swap. Screw Lazard, man. Screw Lazard. Okay. I'm going to go – I'm going to I'm gonna hammer out a few, because we're, we're already at the 46 mark, so I'm going to hammer a few players that I like here. Um, my next flex play was going to be Ramondre Stevenson, the Patriots going up in like Green Bay. It's tough, but I like that. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be tough. This is a more of a deeper type play, but Ramondre Stevenson, yeah. I, I tweeted this out yesterday. This is kind of shocking to me. He actually leads the league in evaded tackles with 36. And he's, second. He's he took over the Ty Montgomery role too. So I mean, like, you got that going, like you said, and he's getting passing looks. He's getting more snap shares than than Damian Harris, like. Yeah. Which is could be happening easily, but I think Harris will vulture. You think well, I mean, look, look, it's still pretty even opportunity to share for both those players, but mm-hmm. we didn't see Stevenson take um 62% last week. Actually, last two weeks. So he is still getting the 
the majority of the shares. He's going to be the PPR guy. Harris is still catching some balls, but with Brian Hoyer, I could see them getting back to the basics. Uh, Jacoby Myers was injured last week. It sounds like he's going to play this week. That wide receiver core is, I mean, if you start Devontae Parker this week, he's probably not going to do anything. It's going to be a Nelson Aguilar week. It's going to be tough to predict. But we do know that the Patriots are going to want to run the ball. They're going to want to establish to run. The only thing that worries me is that we saw, even just last week, where Tampa and Green Bay just had an absolute, like, what was like 11 to 10 type game. Like, it was just disgusting. Yeah. So that's the only thing that worries me a little bit. But I like Ramondre Stevenson in the flex. A few other notable players. I mean, you're – Chalk starters. I mean, you're going to be starting Khalil Herbert against the Giants. That's just, that's going to be chalk. Jamal Williams. We've talked about him a lot in the show today. Uh, it depends on who you've got, but Jamal Williams probably still a safe bet in a flex play. Mm-hmm. Uh, going down to the wide receivers, Romeo Dubs. He seems to be Aaron Rodgers' favorite guy. Sammy Watkins is, is on IR. Romeo Dubs was a really hot waiver wire target this week. If you have him, chances are you're probably going to want to play him in your flex. Matt Collins going up against Denver. He's a stud. Six of four, 211 pounds. He's just beasting out. Oh, man. I know Hunter Renfro's out again with the concussion. So I like him this week. My boy Greg Dorch, every single week, every single week until PPR. Otherwise, I'm talking about Greg Dorch on this show. He's a PPR machine. The thing I like about Dorch the most is that he's getting the targets. He's playing 81% of his snaps. Excuse me, 96%. Yeah, 81% of his snaps out of the slot. And Kyler Murray's throwing a 96% true completion rate, getting the ball to Dorch. So he's not playing. He's good. Chemistry. And even if Rondell Moore does play this week, he's questionable to play. Mm-hmm. Hollywood Brown also has the foot. Yeah. Dorch is the most reliable target on that team right now. He's going to get tons of looks. And the guy that we both talked about at the start of the show, Zay Jones, going up against the Eagles. Those Jaguars are for real. Zay Jones is the definitive number two wide receiver on that team. Yeah. Great flex play this week. Anybody that we didn't talk about, Garrett, that, that kind of jumps out to you that you think that is worth mentioning for the people? <laughs> Yeah, the 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 only deep guy that um, I have left that we haven't talked about is Josh Palmer um, for the uh, Chargers. You know that game has a forty five and a half over under, which is solid for this week. Um, it's indoors, which could play a big factor this week with the rain. Don't know that for sure. Um, you know, but I love the Chargers this week against Houston. I think people are overvaluing Houston a little bit. They've been better, and I think um, really, I think the on the DFS Army side, we've kind of preach that that they would be better but not great um and you know palmer's seen 17 targets over the last two weeks that keenan allen has missed um that's 18 percent target share for the year and you know week one he wasn't considered you know wide receiver one or two in terms of just in that pecking order and and uh, for the chargers um he's gotten red zone looks um hadn't done a ton with it he did score a touchdown i think in week two uh that was against kansas city um, and then, you know, frankly, I, people, do I play Herbert? Like everybody was asking me that last week. I wrote that and it didn't end well, but you know, I do think Herbert's healthy enough to do enough. Um, I think this week he's fully healthy, um, and it should be low risk to re-injury. So I, I believe in his QB too. So, um, you know, I think Josh Palmer's a great deep guy that you can find off waiver wires potentially, especially since Allen was supposed to be back. Uh, or at least that was kind of the projection that he missed. Um, wind up missing so man keenan allen i you just hope he gets healthy but this, this could be the beginning of the end it's keenan allen. yeah age is up there and i remember all the reddit bros were dogging me when i had him top 12 because of age and i mean frankly yeah. so then their thing was well mike williams is gonna be top 10 and how's that working out for you it's not yeah 
Yeah. He, he good week, and he probably will have a good week this week. Uh, that's a DFS guy I'm interested in with Allen out because he's priced right. One last guy I want to talk about, just very, very quickly. Richie James. Yeah. The Giants. Now, this one's going to be nasty because they're going up against the Bears. I believe the, if not one of the lowest, the lowest at 38.5 points over under. The, the Giants are favored at 21 points. But the big thing here is that Richie James predominantly plays out of the slot. Sterling Shepard's done for the season with the with the Achilles, which sucks. It was like the last play of the game, Sterling Shepard towards Achilles. So that, that really does suck. But through six games, he's actually accounted for 20% target share, which is shocking. And they don't have any Kadarius Tony. Wandell Robinson's out. Sterling Shepard is going to be out for the season. It's going to be Barkley. It's going to be Richie James. I could see him getting at least 10, 11 targets this week. Yeah. Deep. He's probably on your on your waiver wire. Probably. Go get him out for free if you need that. We're talking we're, we're talking deep. That's deep. But we cool. we play in some maniacal leagues, though. Some maniacal yeah. leagues. Somebody in the you got to get dirty. got a 30 team league or something. Ugh. Weird. And I was like, yeah, oh, those God. are. Usually those ones are like the player. There's like duplicate players. So there's two See, they lobbies. Did. They just did IDPs. Oh, wow. That's right. just disgusting. Like, that is gross. Yeah. <laughs> one IDP, maybe. But... Oh, man. Oh. One fun fact for you. Kenny Galladay, right? You yes. think that guy would be more involved, right? That's a $21 million cap hit for the Giants. Richie James, clearly somebody I would start over Kenny Galladay. I wouldn't even consider Kenny Galladay. Yeah. Um, outside of like a silly for the Millie, as the geek would say. But um, Rich James getting a million dollars, and he will see more targets and everything like that. Projection-wise, he will see more targets than Galladay. And that's, that is unbelievable how much they wasted in Kenny Galladay. And frankly, Kenny Galladay dropping off a cliff like he has has been a wild case study. So, Yeah, listen, it's an meritocracy there. And Brian Dable, he's going to play – the best best players and if Kenny Galladay is not doing that although in his opinion two weeks ago he did but he, he had a couple drops oh, last week even. yeah I saw that one yeah. up. it's just rough right so I mean he's not producing when he should be producing he's not getting downfield Kenny Galladay what he did well was he got those 50 50 balls deep targets he's not mm. getting any of those he can't separate Dang. so if he's not getting the 50 50 balls and he can't separate you're not going to have a job in the NFL for very, very long. So that's it. It's filthy. It's nasty. But Richie James this week, man. Yep. I don't know. Maybe a sexy little play in your DFS. Well, I, I think it's sneaky. Uh, I do like that as a DFS uh, GPP tourney play. So there you go. So that's it. It's our flex space for the week. Hopefully we helped you out. Thank you for joining and asking all your start sick questions. That's why we're here. We're here for the people. We love interacting with you guys. So thank you for joining us. Of course, you can follow Garrett. Garrett, I think we're going to have to get you on the show a little more often because you're 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 the dog getting dirty answering all those tough starts and questions which honestly is probably one of the hardest things that we do Hard. right because mm-hmm. so many of these things are coin flips and we're probably going to get a lot of them wrong but as long as we get more of them right yeah. than we do wrong then we're doing our job and we love it so go to tfsarmy.com if you guys aren't vip members yet go get a vip membership there's so much content out there yeah especially for dfs and just go go follow the dfs handle at dfsarmy Every single week, every single week, people are tweeting at us. They're rocking their helmets in the DFS contest, and they're winning real money every single week. So go get a VIP membership. If you haven't already, like, subscribe to this channel. Go to our mother channel if you want all the DFS content. We've got betting shows. We have DFS shows. There's so much content. And there's guess what? There's also a lot of free content that both you and I write up on the yep. channel. We do. DFSarmy.com. 
come hit us up in the Discord. Thanks for watching. So for Garrett, I'm Flex Shane. We are the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. Good luck. <laughs>